Welcome to the Marketing Podcast, the number one podcast helping aspiring entrepreneurs level up their marketing. Here's your host, Augustine. Let the class begin. So first and foremost, thanks a lot for coming to the podcast. It's a really great honor to have such a person like you who has done, um, you know, you have done a lot when it comes to podcasting. I've checked your podcast, the Business Bros podcast, but uh, maybe you can give us a bit more intel, a bit more inside information on uh, on yourself and uh, on the Business Bros podcast. Absolutely. Uh, the, the question I always get asked is, is how did you start it? Why did you get started? Uh, and the truth of the matter is I was doing what I was told. So I was, I was in the process of getting my uh, real estate um, coaching certification and my mentor had told me, you know, if you, you, you should start a podcast, that's how you're going to grow your audience. Uh, and I kind of, you know, took it as a little bit like, I don't know, I don't know about this whole podcast thing. I didn't even really know what it was. And then around the same time I got introduced to Gary V's content and he was saying the same thing. If you're in business, you, you need to have a podcast. So I was like, okay, look, these two successful people that I'm looking up to in my, in my world are telling me to start a podcast. Might as well go ahead and do it. And I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. And it started just like you are here, where it was just audio. Uh, and what I realized really quick, uh, we, we did about 50, 60 episodes or so. And we, we went crazy. So uh, a, little bit, a little bit more backstory, right? So we started a podcast. And I'm the type of person who always looks to people who are already successful at what they're doing and try to model what they're already doing, right? So I looked at the, probably the most successful person in podcasting that I knew at the time, which was Joe Rogan. And I was like, oh, Okay, well, Joe Rogan's at like a thousand episodes at that time. Uh, how do I get to a thousand episodes? So we decided we're going to do this podcast every single day. So we do it five days a week, uh, and we're we uh, we just kind of went at it. And the logic was very, very, very simple. It was if I can get to a thousand episodes, I will grow an audience just by doing that alone. And you know, I realized real quick that that wasn't the the only thing to make it there but it was a start. And so we, we dedicated ourselves to getting, uh, behind the mic every single day and around 50, 60 episodes in my eight year old son comes up to me and he says, dad, if you want people to listen to your show, you need to get influencers on your show. And you know, the eight year old at the time was speaking words of wisdom. So we went out and started interviewing people that I knew. Now I'm in the real estate space. So I reached out to a couple of real estate agents and, uh, you know, one real estate agent, you recommended another and a lender here and a title rep here and all these different people in the real estate space. And that's how we started to grow our audience. And as we met more people, I realized that not only was my network starting to grow, I was learning from what these people were already doing. So I had a guest come on the show and he's like, Hey, you're only doing audio. You should do the video. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to do the video editing. He's like, check out this other piece of equipment. And he showed me this other piece of equipment called Sling Studio. And we now turned our cell phone cameras into a multi-camera studio. Uh, and it was really easy to use. And so now we had video component into our podcast. Uh, and then COVID hit and we couldn't do in-person interviews anymore. So we had to modify it. Now we use StreamYard and it allows us to you know, stream to multiple platforms live. So now it's on Facebook and it's on Twitter and it's on YouTube. And with a click of a button, I'm adding the video intro and adding the video outros. I can add commercial segments or video clips. I can change the way my layout looks and I have cool imagery like all these different things have evolved over time but it started with somebody saying you should do this and we committed to doing it and, and that's really the the key to almost anything that you take on in life and in business is you have to start somewhere and understand that at the beginning it's not going to be very good but as you do it on a regular basis you're going to get better and better and better 
Let me ask, when did you actually start your podcast? Because you've done over 500 episodes. I think right, right, right now, maybe 600, I guess. Yeah, we just recorded uh, episode 614. Um, and we started in July of 2018. So we committed to doing it five days a week. Uh, so, you know, originally we started giving people the choice. They can, they can do a three o'clock, four o'clock or a five o'clock time slot. Uh, but I realized real quick that I can't really live my own personal life if I'm allowing other people to manage my calendar. So we stuck to just the 4 p.m. start time uh, in Pacific Standard Time. So we do a show every single day, uh, five days a week. And that allowed us to put a lot of tracks out there, right? A lot of episodes out there and, and develop our craft as fast as possible, really uh, shortening that learning curve. Wow. And uh, coming up with your own audience or growing your own audience, like what are the difficulties you faced when you're starting out, when you're trying to get your podcast known? Like you said, your son told you that you should, you know, uh, get involved with a lot of influencers, etc. But like what other like strategies did you use to, uh, you know, get in like get your audience going maybe i don't know maybe use some form of search engine optimization in in your podcast or uh, maybe you you run facebook ads i don't know like what did you actually do to get you know your audience yeah so uh i used very basic uh strategies to to grow so for example um you know the the beauty of doing an interview show is you're constantly creating content with somebody else so you automatically get those other people's audiences to come to your show because you have you have them on your show so that was first and foremost uh then the other thing was you have to be the life of the party where people are so i would spend a lot of time especially early on uh be being the person who comments on people things. So I thought about, you know, who's my ideal listener? I'm looking for entrepreneurs. I'm looking for people who are probably in a position where they're stuck in their business. They have hit some sort of hurdle and they need a little help. And so, the, so it's a good idea for them to listen to the show, to hear what other, what other entrepreneurs are doing. So where do other entrepreneurs hang out? Well, I was like, who, who is it that I, I look up to? I look up to the Gary V's of the world. I look up to the Tony Robbins of the world. I look up to, you know, the Grant Cardone's and all these people who are already successful in the space. And what I would do is I would try troll their comments. I would go to their post and I'd look at the comments, something that was interesting to me, the a post that they made. And I would go through the comments and I would comment on people's comments, right? I started to interact with people who I thought would be a good fit to listen to my show. And I would spend hours doing that. I, I would, I would, I use a strategy that I learned from somebody called the three, two, one strategy on Instagram. I would find somebody's comment. I would leave a comment on their stuff, go to their profile page. I would like three of their images that I thought were interesting. I would comment on two of them and then I'd leave uh, one comment on their story. What it does is it starts to show other people that you're interested in what they're doing and it shows the algorithms that you're having a conversation with somebody. There's back and forth engagement. And so now my stuff, my stuff on Instagram is going to show up on their feed because the algorithm sees that we're engaging and so they want to give them more information that we have so that they can see more of our stuff. And that's what I did for a very, you know, for a good year, year and a half at the very beginning, just doing that to this day, when I hop on, on any of those social media feeds, I don't do it to consume content. I do it to engage with people. So I say, you know, I have groups that I'm part of and I go in and I try to comment on people's things as much as I possibly can. I have this, this, uh, rule for myself that I don't go on Instagram stories without leaving a comment on every single person's story that I see. It's all about engagement 
engagement. Think about why you put stuff on social media at all in general, right? So people who, who post something on social media, they do it for one reason and one reason only, and it's to have attention. So they're doing it to get likes. They're doing it to get views. They're doing it to have comments. And so if you see somebody's post and it's not getting any attention, but you're the person who goes in and says something about that, that post, you're giving that other person that good feeling that they're looking for when initially posting that thing in the first place. Think about your own post. If you post a picture of, I don't know, your happy birthday cake, you're hoping that people go to your post and say, oh, happy birthday and, you know, give you a thumbs up and give you a like. So be the, you know, if if that's what you want, be the person that that goes out and does that for other people. And naturally, they're going to know you. They're going to see you on a regular basis. You're commenting on their stuff. They're going to come back and look at your page and, and figure out what you're all about. And if they've connected with your content, now you have a listener. And it's, and it's really cool that we use StreamYard as well, because what StreamYard allows us to do when we're doing our show is it takes live comments and it allows us to place them on the screen. So those people that you're engaging with on a regular basis, and they happen to stumble upon your live feed, if that's what you're doing, and you get to feature them on your show as, as a comment, they get a completely different experience than if they're just you know, hopping on your Spotify and listening to your, your podcast. That's great. And they're engaging with you. But if you are allowed to connect with them, talk to them, answer their questions, you know, bring them on as being part of the show, that type of, engage, of, that type of engagement is priceless. And that's one of the reasons why I think our show uh, started to grow at that rate, because we're engaging everybody who's been on our show. Plus, we have a process... Um, especially nowadays where we're reaching out and contacting all of the people who've been on our show and the person who signed up to be on our show on a regular basis. We have multiple touch points. So in other words, if somebody uh, is interested in being a guest on our show, that is the initial uh, connection, right? So we, we either found them on Facebook, they found us on LinkedIn or whatever, wherever the platform is that they found us on, they inquire about being on the show. Uh, so we send them a link uh, to, to go ahead and book a, an appointment. So that's, the first type of engagement that we get with them. Uh, once they book the appointment, then what happens is they uh, they will get an email from us one week before their show and we provide them some cool stuff that they can promote on their own social media pages. So we provide them a little, a little uh, MP4 clip, a little video clip, and it's customized. So you're going to be on the Business Pro Show, has their picture, has their name, the date that the show is going to be on. There's a gift file and we give them a thumbnail, like a picture that they can post on their Instagram page. So there's three pieces of content that now they can share with their audience, you know, promoting that they're going to be on our show. Then we send them an email that's, that, uh, that has the share links. So it'll have all the links for the live feeds. Uh, and the, the day of the event, they come on the show, they do the show, they share with their friends and family. And then the next day after the show, we create an email for them, giving them the, the full audio and the full video links so they can chop it up and do it, do whatever they need to for their own promotion. And then the day their uh, episode goes live on Spotify and iTunes, cause we're about a month ahead in posting those. Then they get another email from us with the links to the YouTube page, the Spotify link and the iTunes link so that they have it and available to share. So we're, we're communicating with them on a regular basis. And then we're also sending different emails uh, on a daily basis, reminding, you know, letting them know, Hey, this is the interview. This is a story of the episode that we had today. Um, if you're interested in, in checking it out. And so it kind of gives them an idea of what's going on. We're constantly in contact with our existing audience, with our people that have been on the show. And it's, it's just, that being of value to people and showing them different opportunities to connect with you and giving them the chance to do so, so they don't forget you. Uh, that I think is, is what's helping us grow. 
wow i think we're able to learn a lot from you but let me ask you a question um what's that one thing you wish you had known when you're starting your podcast like when you're starting out the uh, business bros podcast what's that one thing you wish you would have done different Ooh, there's probably a ton of things I wish I would have done different. There's a huge learning curve uh, in in podcasting, but I think the the probably the main thing I wish I would have known is uh, that it's not going to be successful right off the bat. Like oftentimes we have this idea that you know, we, you know, I have my real estate license, we own an insurance agency, uh, and we have this impression, especially in the sales game, like we get this professional designation, and we we assume that now because we're professionals, the world is going to come to us, right? Everybody's going to come and and do business with us. Uh, we assume the same thing when we start a podcast. I, I launched my podcast. So we assume the world's going to care about what we think. And the truth is nobody does, right? Nobody really cares about what you think until you give them something of value that helps them out in their life. Uh, and so the, the mindset at the beginning thinking, you know, people are going to come in and check this out and this is going to be awesome and it's going to blow up uh, at the beginning would have saved me a lot of, I think, heartache at, the, at, at first because we did 50, 60 episodes. And I think the only person who really listened was my mom. Right, the only person who was supportive at the beginning, but it's okay because if you go back and listen to the like the first 30 40 episodes, they're not very good. So, the fact yeah. that nobody listened is actually a good thing versus a you know a bad thing. I that was where I got to perfect my craft, where I got my energy behind the microphone, where you know I, I figured out my voice and my message and who I am and our branding and our our, our style and, and everything we do from before the show, during the show, and after the show. Uh, you know, that's where you're you're figuring things out so that now when people are listening to the show and maybe somebody tunes in the first three minutes it's exciting you see the video intro you you hear the fire intro for the for the guest you know we have uh, different clips that play and we have a lot of energy when we get started but the today episode came from going through all that all those hurdles at the beginning so for me i think the the biggest change is that mindset thinking that things are going to be awesome right off the bat versus accepting that this is the this is where I start this is where I learn it's like a baby trying to trying to walk right you you can't expect the baby to get up and start you know running laps around the house day one they have to they have to crawl they have to pick themselves up they have to fall they have to do all these different things now there are shortcuts to a lot of those things i always say look up to a mentor get a little bit a little bit of help you know, you reach out to someone like myself who's been in it and let me, let me shrink some of those learning curves for you, but it's still something that you have to develop over time. And do you think that, cause you've mentioned mindset, do you think that mindset is the issue that a lot of uh, podcasts, because I, I read an, uh, an article online where they're mentioning that a lot of podcasts have a lifespan of only seven episodes. Yeah. And it's definitely a mindset thing, right? So, so when people ask me what, why, you know, what's the best part of the podcast to me, this has become the best prospecting tool I have ever come across. I've met so many different people, been able to learn from so many different people. So if you look at it, right, if you come into this mindset of thinking you're going to be the next Joe Rogan and you do seven episodes and nobody listens, you're going to be discouraged. And that's why those people tend to quit. But if you do this with a different mentality, this is how I'm going to grow my business. This is how I'm going to create content pieces so that uh, you know I have a visibility online. This is how I'm going to meet somebody new every single day. All of a sudden, it doesn't really matter whether you have a, a thousand listeners or no listeners. The objective was to meet somebody new every single day, to, put, to create a piece of content that's on the internet every single day. And now this is a process that you're working on and getting better at, right? And so all of a sudden it's like day seven, episode seven and no metrics is not important because what you're looking at is, well, how many people did I interview this week? 
if I interview three people, those are three people that I met that didn't know that were that I was in business before that now know who I am, that I have now connected with, that I now have brought into my network. So, you know, developing that mindset of how you're going to go into this and what the purpose of your podcast is going to be, I think that is vital at the very beginning beginning because you're right most people won't survive past the seventh episode uh just because they don't dedicate the time to it and they don't have a real reason behind it and once once you're able to figure that out then all of a sudden you know getting to episode 20 30 100 it's no big deal because it's part of your lifestyle this is what you do towards a longer term goal so i mean most people now know i mean we own an insurance agency and i sell real estate and they know that i have a podcast episode every single day and they recognize our brand and they may not pay attention to every single episode, but they've seen it. They know it exists. They see that I'm consistent on a regular basis. That projects trustworthiness and people who do business with me understand that there's an accountability factor. If I mess up, they know where to find me because I'm going to be on my episode every single day, right? So they, they, it gives you that validity, that, that credibility that you need going forward. So why are you doing this? That's a mindset thing. If you're going in to try to be the next Joe Rogan and you don't do it in seven episodes, then yeah, of course, that sucks. You're going to quit. But again, if you do it for the right reasons, if you do it for the reasons that are, are intentful for yourself, that makes a big difference. Wow. And just to add on your point, there's something I learned from um, Eric Sue. I don't know if you know Eric Sue, his talk when it comes to uh, marketing. He talked about his podcast leveling up and uh, he mentioned that like the first year he used to get like nine downloads a day, but he didn't used to look at it as just nine downloads a day. But like what you've mentioned, like how many people, how, how many people have I actually interviewed? How many people have I actually learned from this week? And that's actually what he was focusing on. And just talk a bit, just talk about a bit uh, about my uh, my podcast, the marketing podcast. We are right around 108 episodes at the moment. And when I was starting off, I was like, I wasn't getting the download numbers that I'm getting at the moment. But the thing was like the marketing podcast has been for me and also my listeners know uh, know about this has been for me like a documentation of uh, me becoming a marketing expert or a marketing pro, et cetera. Like for me, it's more of a documentation. So I don't necessarily look at the numbers, but like what have I actually learned this week that I can share with my audience? So I think if you think from that perspective, you're able to grow further and further. Um, Oh, 100%. 100%. um, The other thing I think, one of the things I think most people, people ask is about audio what do you think about like audio quality I think audio quality is a big a big thing. Uh, you know, it, when I first started, I had no idea about what to do. So, you know, back then, this is before COVID. Once COVID hit, a lot of people started doing podcasting. But prior to COVID, uh, there were about a million podcasts and half of them were in that situation where they only had seven episodes or less. So it was not a very saturated marketplace. So when I decided to do the podcast, I went on Amazon and I was like, okay, well, I need to, I want, I knew I wanted to do interviews. So I looked for a four station podcast kit and Amazon brought one up and I, and I picked it and I had no idea about mic quality or audio interface or how it connects. I had no idea how any of that worked. So I just kind of picked the one that I thought made sense and I went with it, right? Very little, I, I could do research, but I wasn't speaking the audio language. So it, it didn't really matter what research I did. I didn't understand that space. But as I, as I, you know, fortunately I got, I got decent quality equipment and, and my audio sounds really good. And I would notice when I listen to other people's podcasts, um, 
the ones that did not have audio quality, especially if I was trying to listen to that while I ran or, or you know, while I was in the car, it just didn't sound good. I would, I tended to not listen to that. So you're in, in this whole marketing and, and content creation space, the, the better the quality you have, the higher the chance of, of getting your content out there will be. So I, I know I have this, uh, one of my, one of the shows that I do listen to is recorded on a program called talk, talk block radio. So you, you can create your podcast and it creates your audio files, but you do it via a dial-in system. So the audio on that is not very good. And I know a podcast that does, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads every, every uh, episode, be, but they do it on that platform. So the audio is not that great, but the content is valuable. I learned so much from that and that's why they're, they're, uh, they're doing really well. So, you know, on the one hand, I believe that good, uh, good quality audio uh, definitely will help your podcast grow. On the flip side, the content that you create, the value that you're bringing your audience is much more important. So you can get away with a little bit of a, you know, just using your beats or your AirPods or whatever it is. You can get away with that and, and still create content if it's valuable and your audience finds it useful. Uh, and it's not as a hundred percent necessary. And for me, it's not, I don't want it to be one of those things that stops you from creating your podcast. So if you use a platform like anchor.fm or whatever, and you, you use your, your, uh, you know, your wireless beats, or, or your or your earbuds or whatever you're using to get started, do that. And as you develop and as you commit to doing your podcast, then you can up the quality, right? Grab a USB mic uh, and make it, you know, a little bit better. Grab yourself an audio interface and now you have, you know, XLR mics and all these different things uh, to increase the quality of your sound. But don't let the fact that you don't have quality, you know, expensive audio equipment stop you from getting started. Remember at the beginning, it's more about finding your voice and your rhythm and your system then later on, you can improve your stuff as you go and take the feedback that you get from your audience, right? They're going to let you know if your audio sucks, they're going to tell you. Uh, and if your audio is, is better, they're also going to tell you. So let your audience uh, help you out. Don't, don't stop doing it. Don't prevent yourself from getting started just because you don't have the right audio equipment yet. You have your cell phone. That's good enough. Let me ask you a really uh, tricky question. If you had to choose between quality, audio quality and content, which one will you choose? Content, hands down. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's like a, it, it troll pretty much any uh, type of uh, TikTok, for example. They don't always have the best audio quality, but people watch, right? And it's all about attention. It's 100% about attention. So if, you, if, you, uh, if you're going down the freeway and you see a car crash and you're going to turn and look, that is attention, right? So your audio might not be the best quality, but you're putting out the really good content, stuff that's going to help people, you know, you know, lose weight, make more money, you know, save time, whatever it is that you're doing uh, in, in your profession. If you're good at putting out quality content, people will overlook the audio, people will overlook the video if they're learning something of value for getting something out of your content. So if I had to choose between the two, I'd do content hands down. Okay. Now when it comes to content, how do you manage? Cause you've done over 500 episodes. How do you manage to come up with the content? Because I think it's one thing that a lot of new podcasters face as a difficulty because you start your own podcast at the beginning, you have this idea. I'm going to talk about a certain topic, a certain genre, and you have, um, a bit of information of what you're going to do, but seven, episodes, seven, eight, nine, ten episodes down the line, you don't know what to talk about anymore, and content becomes an issue. 
So there's a couple, I, I cheat, right? I learn from other people. So first of all, our show's interview based. That already is a super cheat code. As long as you have somebody to interview, your content is their story, right? So you're already on, on a plus there. You don't have to think about creating anything. All you have is maybe a question outline that you, that you come up with and, and you're ready to rock and roll. If you're in a particular niche, right? So for example, um, we started another show called The Insurance Bro Show. We're about 50, 60 episodes in there. Uh, and, and it's very niche in the insurance space. So what do we do when we don't have a guest? Well, we look up articles for tips on whatever it is in the insurance industry. And we give our take on that particular article. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here, right? There's already stuff that people are talking about things that are trending in your industry. And maybe you're an accountant and you subscribe to, you know, certain, certain magazines that come to your, to your address. And there, there's all kinds of articles in there. There's content that's already available. Maybe Maybe you don't have a subscription, but you probably have clients. And guess what? Clients are always asking you questions. They're sending you emails and text messages and asking you questions. Those answers are not just answers that you can answer for them. Yeah, you don't want to give away specific information like, you know, this is their income or social security number or anything like that. But when you answer the question on their email, use that as a content piece. Now turn on your camera and be like, hey, I had a recent question from a client. This is what the question was. So this is the best way to solve that particular problem. And am I only be, you know, a few five, 10 minute, uh, you know, video clip, but that information to your audience is super valuable. You're teaching them something because you, and you know, they want the answer to it because well, somebody actually asked you. So, you know, check your Google, your, your Gmail, your inbox. What are the, what are the last questions that people ask you? Those are content pieces or look at your text messages. What are the last things that people have asked you questions on? Those are content pieces. You know, they're all around us. If you're, you know, what are you interested in, in your industry? What did you learn today? in your industry. How are you going to implement this into your particular business? Those are all content pieces. What you're doing when you're documenting is, you know, hey, I learned something new. If it's amazing for me when I learned this new thing, it's probably amazing to the people who are in my space as well. So share it with them and learn. That's that's the best way I think to create content. Okay. Um now before we end the episode, maybe we can talk a little bit about monetization. Now um when do you think is the right time for a podcast to look into monetization? As soon as you start. So when you, when you niche down, uh, you know, there, there's different ways to monetize, right? And here's, here's the, biggest, the biggest thing, I think, when it comes to podcasting that people miss, that there's a huge misconception. It's kind of like the whole YouTube thing, right? People think, oh, I'm going to be a YouTube star. I'm going to get, uh, you know, money from ads that play on my YouTube channel. Well, that's great. As long as you have hundreds of thousands of views on every single video that you put out, then it's going to be worth something. So how do you get started at the beginning? And see, for us, it's always been one of those things where I'm networking with the people that I want to do business with, right? So if you're developing a show and you're thinking about what type of show, I think it should be a mix of two things. It should be partly what your business is and the other part, what you enjoy doing on your free time. Because if you mix the two, now you're going to find clients that you want to interview for your show that happen to also like the things that you like to do. And now those are the perfect ideal clients that you want to work with. So for me, every person that is on my show, the reason why we interview entrepreneurs is because every entrepreneur has an insurable interest. They have things that they need to insure. And guess what? I own an insurance agency. So yes, that is exactly who I want to talk to. And even though I might have one episode, two episodes, three episodes, the person that I talk to is a potential client. 
And now you have a prospect that you can monetize on. It's not direct podcast monetization, right? It's not a sponsorship. It's not any of those things. You're, you know, as you develop an audience, as you niche down, as you have a listenership, then you can start looking at some of those things. But why wait that long to monetize? You should be doing this at the very beginning, targeting your audience on the specific clients that you want to work with and then go after those particular, you know, go after those clients by providing them either content that's going to be beneficial, that drives traffic to where you want it to go or the person that you're actually talking to is your prospective client. So if you look at your if you look at your podcast as a prospecting tool, now you can monetize right off the bat. You don't have to wait, you know, 100,000 downloads down the road or you know 10,000 followers down the road. All those metrics are extra cake money because you're already doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is prospecting, which is talking to somebody new every single day and telling them what it is you do. If you do that, you will monetize right off the bat. And then because you're doing a good job on your podcast, because you're providing content, then you can look at show sponsors, right? And these are people that you want to do business with anyways. They might provide you money to, to post something in the background or to mention them in a show or to provide a commercial on your episode, whatever it's going to be. But that's extra money. That's the cherry on top. Those are the sprinkles on the ice cream, right? That's the extra stuff. You're already making money right off the bat when you start if you use it like a prospecting tool. Wow, thank you. Um... What's the last thing that you like to, you know, share with anyone starting their own podcast today? Maybe some advice that you will give them, some bit of motivation or something of the sort? Yeah, absolutely. So I got a I got a free uh, ebook that if anybody wants, uh, it basically all I did was document everything that I do in my podcast space. So uh, if you're if you're interested, go to businessbros.biz slash free pop, uh, and uh, pop is p o p for the power of podcasting, and and grab that ebook and just you know utilize it. You want to know what mics there are available? There you go. There's links in there for that sort of stuff. You want to know different monetization strategies? There you go. These are the things that we've looked at. So all the different things that we've done from podcast development to podcast monetization is in there for you to use. And if you have any questions, you can follow me at uh, Business Bros Pod on any of the social media platforms. Send me a DM and I will answer your questions. I'll have all, the, I'll have all that linked down in the show notes uh, below. Anything else you would like to add on? That's about it, man. Get out there and do it. Get out there and just make it happen. And 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 you will develop the skills over time. But nothing is going to happen if you keep thinking about it. If you keep procrastinating on it, you're going to do it someday. Maybe at the beginning of the year, 2021, New Year's resolutions. Nah, start today. It's so easy to do it. You can easily hop on Anchor.fm, create your profile, and start recording your stuff right away. Doesn't matter that you don't know what you're doing. Get started pick a date on your calendar, right? What time of day every single day or, or once a week or whatever it is and lock it in. And this is my podcast time. And that's all you're going to do during that time. Make it your lifestyle, get started. You'll, you'll thank yourself. Future you will thank you for sure. So there we have it guys. Uh, NNCS on the show. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing with us a lot of valuable tips when it comes to podcast growth. Now it's a topic that, a lot of them have actually asked and I've done an episode before talking about it, but I wanted to have someone who has done more than what I've done to, you know, share with them and give them uh, tips. And you've done exactly that. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Well, thanks for having me, Augustine. Uh, it was uh, it was great uh, getting to know you. And uh, I know we had some flexibility on time being I'm in uh, San Diego, California, you're in Germany. And, uh, but we made it work, right? We made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, then, uh, if you have any questions, make sure to reach out, I guess, in that siftgroup.net and make sure to also subscribe and share the podcast. But until then, until next time, see you guys on the next podcast episode. Thank you for tuning in to the marketing podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, class dismissed. <laughs>